Welcome back, guys, to another round table. My name is Adam. With me once again, I have Bruce Min Hello. and Victor. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And today, we're going to talk about how to buy stocks during a bear market. All right. So, you know, recently we have the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Yep. And I think the S&P 500 dropped about um, more than 10%. I think it was about 13%. Yeah, yep. close to. Yeah. Goes back from the peak to the bottom. And of course, during COVID in 2020, the markets crashed over 30% as well. Yeah. So I think uh, there will always be corrections along the way, right? The stock markets will go up and they will come down. And the best time to buy a stock is when prices are cheap. Yeah. Correct. Right? When everyone yeah. is scared. When everyone is scared. <laughs> all right. So yeah. now the question is if you know that is the best time to buy, how do you actually buy during a bear market? And I think a lot of the stocks have come down. A lot of growth stocks have come down recently as well. So we're going to answer that question and our strategy, our personal strategy that we all use mm. yep. over here on how we actually buy and deploy our capital during a bear market. All right. So first things first, you know, how do you know when to buy? Do you just buy when prices come down? Yeah, that is one of the strategy. Um, of course, uh, um, be be greedy when others are fearful. Be fearful when others are greedy. Okay, that's what Warren Buffett said, and I think that the best time to buy is basically, like I said, when everyone is scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but there are also times where you should also be buying stock, even though the market may not be the correction stage. Okay, especially if you come across companies that that actually passes your criteria, especially those quality stocks, and then they are trading at a reasonable valuation, right? So, uh, generally for us, I think we look at uh, quality companies. So even if they trade at fair valuation in normal market situation, we will still buy them. Yeah, right. yeah. So I think in general, if you were to look at the index, I say the S and P five hundred. So if a ten percent drop, uh, between ten to twenty percent, that's around uh what we call a correction, right? Mm-hmm. Anything above twenty percent is what we call a bear market, mm-hmm. you know, recession. So the the S and P five hundred didn't really go to the bear market during the Ukraine, but then it, it went into the bear market during the COVID nineteen pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So so that's how you, you can actually define you know when is bear, when is correction, uh. And of course, correction happens, I think, almost 70% of the time in mm-hmm. the past 90 years history of the US market. So it's very common, uh, but do not panic when you see correction, okay? But of course, be more greedy when there's a bear market. When you say 70% of the time, what do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, uh, the 70% of the time, right, uh, the S&P 500 will fluctuate between 5 to 20% uh, up and down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 30% of the time is more than 20%. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at the big major drawdowns, I think uh, over the last 50 years, the biggest drawdown in the history is actually uh, your oil overnight crash. Okay, the index mm. dropped almost uh, 50%. Yeah. Right? yeah. So this only happens like once every 50 years? Uh, I think yeah. it happens for the past 90 years, above 50%, it happens three times. Yeah, three so times. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very rare we yeah. will see correction like this. Even like the COVID-19, you've seen a correction of close to 30% right? Yep. And that is considered a major crisis, but Correct. it never reached close to uh, 50%, mainly because nowadays the government actually intervened quite quickly. Okay, so like uh, 2020, when the whole economy was under lockdown, uh, Fed introduced a lot of liquidity, right? By printing in money, giving money to the to the non-citizen and stuff like that, right? So, uh, and of course, uh, you know, when situation like that happens, you want to be ready for that. You don't want to be caught in a situation where you don't really have cash uh, to invest. All yeah. right, so I think we're quite clear about these yeah. corrections happening. Uh, those These are the best times to yeah. buy. Mm. But do you define buying a stock based on prices? Like, cause just because prices have come down, 
Is that an indication <laughs> to buy, or do you base it on valuation or something else? Well, I think at the end it is uh, boils down to the fundamentals. So mm-hmm. it depends on the stocks that you're looking at. Some people value their stocks based on price to earnings. Some mm-hmm. based on price to book. Some based on uh, price to sales. Right yep. nowadays, yep. with all of growth stock, you know, typically people use uh, price to sale. Right. So depending on which metric that you use, uh, you know, for us, as long as the the let's say PE right or price to cash flow that the one that we use are uh, more frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as it's trade at you no know, near fair valuation for quality companies, we may consider. So, but you still boils down to the uh, valuation, right? Yep. Not based on share price you drop and then you mm-hmm. just quickly go and buy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the main thing that I think we should point out is that just because prices have come down doesn't mean it's actually time to buy. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because it could still prices could come down and it's still expensive. expensive yeah. Yes. Because it was more expensive before that. Yes, correct. Yes. Because so some some companies can be traded above their average. Yeah. You know, average uh value uh like let's say P evaluation. Yeah. Right. They trade it uh, above like one standard or two standard deviation, even though they have fallen, but they are still above one standard deviation. So it's, they are still expensive. So at the end of the day, is really you have to be very consistent with your valuation. That's the first thing. Second is you must know uh, what's the percentage standard deviation from the mean and you, you just buy according to that. Right. Okay. So basically you use a strategy of mean reversion. Basically yes, the stock kind of trades at this average. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if it's more than that, it's technically overvalued. Yep. Yeah. Below that, it's undervalued. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I think if you look at the first half of 2021, there were a lot of tax, uh, not high growth stocks that were trading at a very crazy valuation. Yeah. Some are like hundreds time price to sales. Even after they crashed by 50%, they're mm-hmm. still trading at a price to crash or uh, price to sales of about 50 times, right? Yeah, still still considered expensive, yep. right? Yeah. So uh, you got to be careful and you just want to mm-hmm. look at the historical uh, Yeah, I think that's, yeah. A, that's one of the mistakes that many beginners make is that, you yeah. know, they see a stock price crash by 50% and it goes <laughs> yeah, cheap, right? you know, but it's, it's just based on share prices. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to actually go one step further and actually look at the valuation yes. and its fundamentals before you yep. actually jump in. All yeah. right, so I think we've established that. Uh, let's move on to the next step, which is basically, so right now, you've found a stock, you've gone through its fundamentals, yeah. you like it, you think it's a great company, and it's not, and it's, and it's cheap in terms of valuation, not just price, yep. but valuation. Yeah. So what what is your strategy when a stock hits, you know, the, the, the value that you're actually looking at? Yeah, I, I think most people, right, when, I think nowadays the investors are quite smart, right? So mm-hmm. so so when the, the crisis comes, they know that, oh, this is opportunity. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of uh, new, especially new investor, they 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 come rushing in, you know, to buy into the market, right? Some of them may have used up their all their bullets, mm-hmm. you know, when the when they see the market have fallen, then they use their bullets. But at the end of the day, you must really ask yourself: Do the market just fall, the share price fall, and they should <laughs> cover on a V shape? No, it don't happens, right? The mm-hmm. markets, uh, fall, you know, consistently throughout the months, right? But then, uh. Of course, the previous COVID-19 crisis was an exception where within one month, it's like a V-shaped recovery. But most crises, if you look in the past, they fall from six months to two years, mm. uh, taking their time going down until they hit the bottom, right? So so we have to all understand that your first purchase price may not be the best price, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, the market is like a falling knife. You just keep going down. So the best way to do it is to split it into trenches strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like, let's say you got, uh, example, hundred thousand to buy into a circuit, a, a a stock, right? You don't, you know, you don't buy with the hundred thousand. You split it to three, mm-hmm. three trenches, right? And when every time it hits a certain criteria, let's say, uh, fair value, you buy one trench, one standard deviation, you buy a second trench, and the third, uh, second standard deviation, you buy your third trench, and that's it, mm-hmm. right? So that in that way, right, you can cover all grounds, already, 
right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, maybe to put that into context, uh, I think Chinese tech is the best example of what yep. Victor is trying to say, right? I think we saw a lot of Chinese tech got sell down. I think starting of mid of twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, that was where after the N group crackdown, and then there were a new a whole wave of uh, Chinese tech regulation, and that caused the whole sector to be depressed. Okay, the time I still remember was in July or August. We were looking at Chinese tech, and the sector already crashed by uh, the whole index, Sunsing Tech. ETF the the index itself crashed about I think forty percent mm-hmm. I still remember right so uh, that was the time we started to go in and it basically it fits it passes all the our valuation criteria it was near at the historical uh, low valuation one standard deviation for some stocks right so we started to buy and then of course if you only have one the strategy where oh it crashed forty percent you just go in and buy mm-hmm. that's it but then after that uh end of towards the end of the year in the first half of uh 2022 we saw the whole market crash another half <laughs> from where we started to buy out yep. <laughs> yeah. so the whole index you measure from peak to trough i think you're looking at about 60 over percent down mm-hmm. okay right yep. so 40 percent correction go down to 60 percent it means 50 percent for those people who bought mm-hmm. right so when that situation happened you want to be we want to have a cash to deploy right mm-hmm. so yep. uh and so the transit the transit strategy actually comes in very handy, right? So you can uh, position in such a way that you know, let's say you intend to own uh, a stock, let's say uh, ten cent or Baba, for example, right? You, you look at let's say uh, ten thousand dollars, for example, Alibaba, because ten cents is too big, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so Alibaba, for example, you break down into three tranches, all right? So the first tranche maybe could be uh, four thousand, right? And the second tranche could be another three thousand, mm-hmm. and the third tranche could be three thousand. Okay, it depends on how comfortable you are, right? With, mm-hmm. with the stock or the opportunity that you you, yep. you feel that the attractiveness of the stock at the point of time, right? Okay. So if you want to behave here, five, three, two, mm-hmm. or some people like three, three then four because okay. they want they want to deploy the maximum cash at the best valuation. So basically yeah. what you're saying is don't fire your bullets all at one go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, you, you, you're you looking at the stock, you've been monitoring it for some time, great fundamentals, and it, it's cheap. And then yeah. you don't, but you're saying don't fire your bullets at one go. Yeah. Shoot one shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, some people, um, you have no choice if your capital is small. Okay. Uh, then you, of course, you just only have all one, right, all right. that one single shot yeah. to begin with. Right? Then you have to really wait for the, you know, the so-called the best value that you want to buy, right? Uh, why we why we use this strategy is because it really literally remove the emotion of the game, okay. right? Because I I have I've seen investors right who, uh, they example let's say they buy the stocks at one hundred dollar, mm-hmm. right? The stocks drop five percent, they just keep buying, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without understanding the valuation because they they see that oh I lose five percent, lose ten percent, they just keep increasing the stake. But after sometimes you realize that it becomes a very big portion of your whole yeah. Then you portfolio. have you have yeah. exposure so, to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the case of Baba, let's say two hundred started buying and then yeah. one hundred eighty started buying and then sixty buy everything. Yeah. Right? Then, then you, you don't have any. Then after you drop to eighty, <laughs> yeah. at one point right, nineties, yeah. uh, people panic and you know yeah. at a stage where even you don't have cash, uh, people. Uh, no, it will, might go into des- des- desperation mode, depression, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and uh, I mean, I've seen that yeah. happening, right? Every time when the sector is in, under the major sell down, there were so many bad yeah. news, people just panic. Right? And you will question whether did I do the right investment at the point of time, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. And you don't have cash to catch that $100 or $90 yeah. a right. share, you know? Yeah. All right. So that is the time where, you know, you feel really yeah. panic. Yeah. All right. So assuming you have enough capital to spread your, you know, you have enough trenches to go, basically you're saying don't fire your bullets all yep. at one go. Yeah. Right? Because yep. you know, it could go lower. Yes. Correct. Of course, the question is, uh, you know, after you fire your first tranche, so how, what was the so-called trigger point for your second tranche, right? Okay. So that, that percentage drop, of course, it has to base on your cost price, right? So let's say you bought at $1. 
they it depends on how volatile the stock is gonna be, right? If it's very volatile stocks, I think you might want to put a twenty to thirty percent from your first purchase price. So let's say one dollar you bought, maybe in the next one it's gonna be let's say you put it twenty percent, uh you can buy it at next tranche is gonna be eighty cent. Right? Wouldn't wouldn't you base it on valuation instead of prices? Yeah, because if you if your first tranche is already past the valuation stage, mm-hmm. let's say on one standard deviation, your yeah. second tranche if you base on twenty percent down, it's slightly gonna hit your second Okay. So you still deviation. you still go back to the valuations, yep. right? Yeah, Not you still go back to the valuation. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. By then it should be a lot cheaper actually, mm-hmm. right? So and then of course your third tranche would be Twenty percent from your the eighty cent, which is going to be, uh, your sixty four cent, right? Mm-hmm. So that will, in total, I mean, you are you are positioning yourself for this particular stock to be down about close to, uh, thirty six percent crash, right? So if you want fifty percent kind of crash, of course you can put thirty percent, mm-hmm. right? Instead of like twenty percent, right? So again, it, it depends. Some stocks are just not as volatile, especially your your oh no. Fang, okay, mm-hmm. excluding Facebook, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, those uh, like Microsoft, which is a lot very stable, right? Even mm-hmm. during the Ukraine war, they don't really move that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is a strategy where it may suit them better. All right, so again, uh, some volatile stock you can put higher percentage, less volatile stock you can put lo- lower percentage. All right, so actually it seems quite um, you have to accommodate for the stocks itself. It's not just yeah. like a, I mean you have a yes. blanket strategy, yep. yeah, but then you got to be familiar with the stocks as, as well, how they yep. move. And you know what the volatility is like, yeah. and then yeah. basically you you uh, your your strategy you yeah. know, of deploying the trenches would have to fit that stock as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. again, the ideally, of course, uh, one single strategy is the best when mm-hmm. you know that's the lowest, mm-hmm. when yeah. you know that's the bottom, which is impossible, right? Yeah. Okay. So that would be like the bottom. The moment you know that's the lowest, you one tranche and hit everything, and then it starts to rebound, yeah. and but then you make the most money. No one can. Yeah. No, yeah. One, no, no one can predict. Right? No one can yeah. Do that. yeah. And the reason why we have this strategy, of course, is to make sure that our psychologically. We are more stable because we know we have cash to take the opportunity. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So I think uh, I mean I just want to summarize everything so far. Is basically to keep it as a, in in a nutshell. You yeah. look at the valuation. It reaches the valuation. You buy a little bit. If it goes down some more, it yeah. reaches the next stage in your your valuation. You know, maybe a second standard deviation away from the from the mean. Yeah. Yep. You deploy another trench and then yeah. so on. So basically, the idea is not to shoot everything in one shot. Yep. All right. So yeah. the the question now is that you know someone could just go in the first trench and then the stock immediately jumps up and he goes like, hey, you know, I wanted to buy more. <laughs> I should have bought yeah. more. I should have bought everything <laughs> there. So what do you say to people like that? Well, I think uh, <laughs> at least I think one one rule in investing is that. Uh, never lose money, right? Yeah, so okay. as long as you don't lose money in stock, I think uh, even if you have one exposure, if that stock is really solid stock, by the time it doubles, lo- doubles up in a year or three years down the road, I think let's say if you deploy a three percent of that stock, that could become six percent of your mm-hmm. cost, right? In, in the future, uh, so I think uh, you should not be worried that much uh, if if you not if you didn't deploy fully, mm-hmm. uh, even for in the situation, let's say reverse, right? After that you bought and then you crash further. Sometimes you start to question whether you should do your second tranche, third mm-hmm. tranche, because your fear start to kick in. Yeah, it bad. happens yeah, right, yeah. when there are so many bad news, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why you got to be so familiar with your business. Yeah. because <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know what's happening, is it yeah. can be very, really, really scary. I, yes. I think the person who said that is actually the more of a hindsight bias. Like mm-hmm. what Rusmi said, if if it goes yeah. down, you won't say this this way, okay. right? Am I right? Yes, yeah. So I think in the if you were to say this way, it means that your investing got no system, okay? Right? Because uh, you buying and you go up. Right, that, that that maybe is a luck or something. But if you have the right system, you can keep duplicating the system, right? So okay. investing is about system. It's not about oh, I I buy now, uh, 
and you go out, I can't buy, I should buy it more. And yeah. that's not a system to me. So it's right. like very emotional in yeah. a sense. You just yeah. want to yeah. strip away the emotion. Correct. Invest yeah. according to the rules. I mean, traders do the same thing as well. Correct. I mean, if you want to be successful, you really have to, to invest according to a system, but not invest according to your emotion. Right? All right. So no one can actually predict the bottom yeah. anyway and go like all in yeah. at yeah, that yeah. point and yeah. then look at everything and then it goes up perfectly. Because yeah. if you can do that, then... I mean, someone can do that maybe one time, but that's luck. But you can't do that consistently, oh, consistently. at the bottom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. If somebody tell you I'm consistently at the bottom, that guy is a fraud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so basically, we have this strategy of like, deploying in stages, yeah. all right? I think if you have enough capital, that is something you can consider for yourself. Uh, what about technical analysis? I mean, some people don't look at technical analysis. Yep. How would you combine technical analysis? Yeah. with? Because some people could say, you know, look, you know, the prices are coming down. Why will I, Why would I want to buy when prices are still falling? Yep. All right, wouldn't, why, wouldn't shouldn't I wait for prices to rebound according to yep. my technical analysis? Yep. And then I jump in? I, I think uh, it does help, but you must know what you are doing. You must know what's the technical indicator to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have friends who do that. They, they did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, you must do technical analysis on a fundamental strong company. You don't do it on a speculative company, right? Okay. At least you know at the end of the day, there's something to back uh, the share price. You know, a business behind fundamentally strong. Even if you do technical analysis, right, you also will not catch the bottom because they all, they not, have not to wait for time, right? yeah, yeah. They have to wait for the reversal signal, wait for the moving average to cross and all this, right? Mm-hmm. By the time you buy, it's slightly a higher price, but it still may be the lower price than most yeah. fundamentals. Right? Okay. Because if I were to use this strategy during the COVID sell down, I, I think I will probably miss out the bulk right. of it because mm-hmm. that it happens. You no, know, the selling down was happening so yeah, quickly correct. at that point of time. I remember it was like within a week, everything just go to the lowest and then you're all rebounded. Okay. Yeah. Right. So the rebound was too fast, you said? It was yeah. way too fast. Yeah, so correct. if you have to stick to the strategy, you're going to miss yeah. out tons of opportunities yeah. so, there. So I think the best price comes from maximum pessimism, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But by the time you wait for the moving average to come back up and all this, right? Usually there's slight optimism in the But that's, the that's what that's what the, the, yeah. they're saying. Is that I don't need to buy at the bottom, but yeah. I'd rather yeah, buy yeah. Yes. Yeah. when yeah. it's above the bottom, but I yeah. know it's going up rather yeah. than buying on the Correct. way down, right? So, so, so I think there's no right, no wrong. Okay. It's to have to be very consistent mm. with your strategy. You don't yeah. switch around your strategy, but you'll it, be consistent, right? Yeah, as long as you know what you're yeah. doing, you don't mind not getting the lowest, that's fine. Yeah, yeah because really sometimes catching the falling line can be really scary. Yes, if correct. you buy those stock that really, you know, cliff down yeah. and then you purchase it, the next moment you cliff down another 50% from yeah. purchase price. When you gone through that phase, if you're scared, then moving average may becomes correct. Comes in very handy yeah. for you. If you are those like, say, like what Rusman have said, look, I think that that will be best suit for you. Yeah, because okay. we have experienced it yeah. real hand, right? Okay. Yeah. Trying to catch falling line yeah. and then you just drop another fifty percent. But for us, we yeah. I think we are quite used to it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So I so, mean, and uh, you yeah. have we have a very long term perspective correct, as well correct, because correct, we're yeah. going to hold a business for a long time. Yeah, and we have a diversified portfolio. We yeah. have a no proper system where we actually use it yes. to buy. Yeah. So we won't panic if let's yeah. say one store just crash by fifty percent. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, that 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 plays that plays a role as well because we do have an overall strategy. This is just one part of yeah. investing that we're discussing today, quite, yes, quite, quite. which is buying yeah. during a bear market and our strategy for that. But there are a lot of other things that we do into you know managing our portfolio to to yeah. mitigate our risk and all yeah. that. Mm. I think if someone went all in on the stock and it really happened that way, it would be really 
scary, right? Yeah, you're going yes. to have heart attack. You're going to have a yeah. heart attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's just a portion of your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot better. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, of course, that three trench uh, strategy applies in that instance. But there are cases where you may bought one trench in this that this market. Let's say in 2022, then 2023, there's another crash. Then again, you go back to your fundamentals, right? And this yeah. is where you can deploy your second tranche if it hits your valuation again. Yeah. Right. So sometimes you can buy up. Doesn't yeah. not, yeah. not necessary. Correct. You have to buy down yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right? So so yeah. the company can be one year later still at one standard deviation or maybe lower two standard deviation yeah. but the price is higher than the because the, the, the value of the business is yeah, the intrinsic right. value has yeah. gone up yeah. so yeah. at the end of the day focus on the valuation the value, not yeah. the price yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so I think we want to summarize this as, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that we discussed today. We basically yep. wanted to share our strategy of how we deploy our capital, yep. you know, across a series of tranches. Uh, the moment the stock becomes attractive to us yep. based on valuation, not just price. Yeah, right? yeah. And this is what, how we do it. There are things that, that, that uh, we tweak along the way as well. Yes, 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 yes yeah. And then, uh, then we have to basically be familiar with our no correct, correct. that we're investing in. I think what we share is just in general, but along the way you have to tweak like what you say. Yeah. 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 I think and the best experience is still of course going through it yourself. Correct. Because right. yeah. 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 this is all very theoretical. Yeah. Very nice to hear about yeah. it. Be, being correct. in the trenches is <laughs> yeah. actually very different as you well. You must yeah. have your emotion in the game, then you will know what yeah. is really yeah. you are doing. Yeah. So I hope this really helped you out because I think you know recently uh, some of the growth stocks have come down a lot, China Tech as well. Yep. And of course, there'll always be corrections along the way and this will always apply to that situation when you meet it, when it comes and Correct. how you're going to react to it. All right, so I hope this was a very helpful roundtable for you because I think uh, you know this will always happen and these are tips that we use ourselves. All right, so once again, my name is Adam, that is Rusman. Thank you. That is Victor. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like this roundtable, please hit the like button, tell us we're doing a great job. Subscribe to our channel. Many more roundtables coming up again. And of course, any questions about this, you want any clarifications about how we do the strategy, feel free to put them in the comment section and we'll answer them, uh, answer your questions as well. So once again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you around again.